what 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 Emma managed to do was in a very short time, um, she felt like part of the community. Nobody Why was going to fire me. <laughs> hey there, Beverly Hills 90210 fans! It's now time to dive deep into an episode by episode, character by character, song by song account of the making of your favorite zip code with your host Charles Rosen. I sit in the chair. It's one of Sandy's antiques, the whole thing breaks. Larry Mullen. He's not, shouldn't be even in this show. I hope they're going to kill him, and they did. Pete Ferrero. Up my, like, TV crush is Claire Arnold. So, I mean, she has to come on this show at this and point. And representing the fans, Lily Amaran. And I love you. I have dreamt about you. I'm... What? Along with many special guests. And your questions. So sit back and relax because it's like totally time for the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Okay. I'm a very controversial episode. Am I unhinged? unhinged? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you guys have got to see that. If you haven't checked out Friday's episode from last week that Larry Jessica (laughs) and I did from uh, with Emma Caulfield, it was incredible. It was great. She and that opening class. really confused me. <laughs> was like, well, why, why am I on last week's show? You know, <laughs> I'm traveled. Uh, yeah, I should have warned you that was coming. Hey, we're trying to get Lily on the show. She keeps exiting and entering. She's having some freezing issues, but uh, there's a lot to cover. And we're, so hopefully she gets in here. And then we've got some other fans popping in with some thoughts later in the in that around the half hour mark on this team Brenda and team Kelly thing. Uh, but first off, I want to show you guys, we have a brand new t-shirt that we're super excited about. I think everybody's going to love this one. It's going to be in the store soon. Boom. It's like one of those, yeah. right? So now you can have your own peach pit uniform, sort of. We have a Brandon one. We have a Nat one. And of course, we're going to be able to make your own at some point as well, too. And so then Friday, Larry and I and Jessica are recording an interview with Cameron Bancroft, who was Joe Bradley in season six, and we'll drop that Friday night at some point. It's Labor Day, so we're not going live. And then next week at this time... Have you ever started dating someone that slipped euphoria in your drink and it got so intense when you broke up that they started writing letters to the school newspaper on their typewriter about the entire student body and poured gasoline on the school float just to get your attention? Well... It happened to Brandon Walsh. And on the next Beverly Hills 90210 show, we're covering all things Emily Valentine with... Emily Valentine. That's right. Christine Elise will join Charles... We're having a meeting here. Pete, Jessica Klein, and Lily as we dive deep on the character that broke the mold. So hit us up with all your Emily questions on Facebook and Instagram at Beverly Hills 90210 Show. And make sure you watch it all play out live at Beverly Hills 90210Show.com. Wednesday night, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Oh, and we'll talk about this. Don't go away, man. Just go away. All right. So that's Christina Lee's next week. I love that one. That might be my favorite one. All right. Uh, so. Here we are. Here we are. Lily is here. Um, I think the best place to start this, this has been a very, the, the fan, the fandom on this Team Kelly, Team Brenda thing uh, is intense and the comments have been interesting on both sides. But I want to start with you, Chuck, because I feel like it all starts with you as the EP of the show. Um, and we're going to get into how it all came to be and all that stuff. But I know you have some strong opinions. And well, I, I wanted to just 
remind the, the fans and, and our friends of a couple of things that, that aren't blatantly evident in the conversation and some of the comments that, that have come through. First is, and I've said this before, I was hired for three reasons. One is because I was available. The other is because no one wanted to do it. And thirdly, because I came from Beverly Hills. And in high school, we were calling it West Beverly High, but the zeitgeist, the, the ambience that we were creating was Beverly Hills. We've taken a lot of second looks at different episodes and definitely the, the compliment that, that means the most that's come on my way is from you, Larry, when you've watched a few of these season one episodes and say, wow, they are really Beverly Hills. That was a focus. Beverly Hills is a very unique place. Uh, you, Larry knows some of my friends. Jessica probably remembers a few of my friends. They were all from Beverly Hills and they all married their childhood sweethearts. This was a Beverly Hills, very insulated community. We, Darren and I used to say, oh yeah, it's like Chevy Chase, Maryland or Gross Point, Michigan, and this, because it, it made sense to Shaker Heights it made sense to do that because affluent neighborhoods. Now, Beverly Hills, especially in the Beverly Hills that I grew up in, very, 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 uh, in, you know, uh, what's happening? I have Karen here to tell me what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> Hi, Karen. Hello. Hey, Karen. That's the first point. Very self-contained. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the record, okay, that was not available. He was actually the supervising producer on um, Northern Exposure at the time, which was a new summer show, which hadn't aired yet even. And so um wasn't really she available. She, I was she saying she, she, she turned down the offer and they made him an offer he could refuse, which we were very glad. But, you know, just for the record. And the rest is history. She doesn't appreciate my self-deprecating humor, clearly. <laughs> Fear leaders to come and speak. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, I keep her around the house. You know, she's coming. At, birthday's coming. So that's the first point. Just to remember Beverly Hills. Second point is, is that we, as as you'd said in your intro, Pete, we're talking about a triangle. Correct. We're talking about Brenda. We're talking about Kelly. Well, there's three points to a triangle, and I'm going to talk about Dylan McKay because I want to make. Now we're in the writers' room, guys, and I'm here, and I want to track Dylan McKay in our. Because we really, I'm not going to be talking about very little, uh, almost not ever talking about behavior. doesn't matter to me. Let's talk about what's on the text. Let's talk about what happened. You meet a guy named Dylan McKay, the bad boy. Find out he's not so bad. He's a smart kid. He also um, is sexually active. Tells that to Brenda in, when he takes out his best friend's sister. And for her, he takes an AIDS test. And... He um, it, it, it abstains and waits till she's ready. She's ready at prom. And the next thing he knows, she's saying, I'm late. I'm late. And all of a sudden, there's a melodrama about that. And she, she makes a really a big goof because she buys the pregnancy test. She, it gets found. And all of a sudden, Jim Walsh is in his face. This is, and this is the guy who controls his money. And there he is, and he appreciates that. But it, 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 it's a whole melodrama that really did not quite have to happen. And then when they finally, are we going to, and, and she breaks up with him, you know? Mm -hmm. So then you get, you, you, you realize that is, is uh, 
as we starting into season two. By season two, they they do get back together. They're having a, a, a fine relationship, not this, and they're going to go to Mexico. And she leaves her passport, or she doesn't take her passport, or she doesn't get another driver's license. She goes out of the country without it, and the whole thing starts over again. And there is Jim Walsh in his face. And even to the point that when, when Brenda runs away in a very theatrical thing, um, he, uh, Jim Walsh comes to the door. He says, no, it hasn't come to this. Like, get off my property. I live here and that's what it is. And then what happens is the domestication of Dylan McKay. Dylan McKay is a surfer. Dylan McKay had a lot of girlfriends. Dylan McKay now has this guy in his face. She, they figure out a way to, to basically get everything back to normal. And as a 17-year-old sexually active guy, he goes to the beach club and there is a, a girl he has known since kindergarten. And that's where Dylan McKay starts the summer. The that's third part of the triangle. The one that made all this come together and happen. The guy. Okay. That's all I wanted to say up front. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. Jessica, point counterpoint. <laughs> I just, as I, you just did a very excellent preamble about a character who was important to the show, but I want to make a preamble as well. And my preamble is something that Chuck has been reminding the fans of for the past couple of weeks, in, which is that this is a television show. Correct. And... And it's really an amazing uh, testament to the success of the writers and producers and actors that there are fans today who love the show still. And we are unbelievably awed by this and very yeah, proud. Right. And I and we also are looking back at episodes that many of us haven't seen and certainly don't remember for 30 years. And I'm very amazed and thrilled at how well the show stands up. But it's still a television show. And what that means is that TV series, in order to stay on the air, have a job to do. And the job that we had to do over 32 episodes a year is to keep the show interesting and to keep the fans wanting more. And to make fans want more, you cannot make every great love be requited all the time. Mm. And that's how triangles begin. And Chuck, and we'll talk more about. You know, the one thing I want to just go on, Jesse. I'm sorry. I was just going to say one thing. Um, Steve and I came out of the world of soap operas, and mm -hmm. while that is sometimes used as a dirty word, it wasn't really a dirty word mm -hmm. in the world of 90210, because what it, what we were brought in to help do was make this into a uh, prime time soap opera in some ways. Well, I would, I would, I knew you were going to say something like that, but I, I want to remind <laughs> you one thing. Season two, everything was self-contained. We did not really get into the business of serialized storytelling with our main characters. We did have an arc, Hello, Emily Valentine, but we really, you cat in there because April and the Cruelest Month delivered in five days. It was a really good script. It felt like television. We had the same agents. You guys are great. You remain a friend for life. We, Larry and I both miss Steve. You know, it was it was the right thing. But it wasn't because you were soap opera. 
And by the way, I know you both know that whatever was a someone else might see as a blotch on a resume that never mattered to me. It's mm, true. I, Hey, I can just do a, a brief preamble myself, but just looking at these things, I try to look at it like a deconstruction of what we're seeing on the screen. Not, you know, knowing, removing all the, the political elements, like people have to, are sick or, or they're not being renewed or all the other things that happen. Or, mm-hmm. I just try to look at what was on the screen and uh, I found it fascinating and I'm looking forward to hearing everyone's opinion. And uh, it's great that we actually have a triangle of writers here. It's fantastic. That's that is, that <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, just one point. I want to part again. Season two, Darren Starr had left, and we really did have to shake it up. And uh, everyone I think knows the story of that. This this comes out of Luke uh, Perry talking about what he wanted, but what he talked about was that we were had become complacent. Scott was, I, I know the quote that's attributed because he did say it, I want to be with the blonde. That's true. But he also really criticized um, me for having characters that he felt he knew what they were going to say before they said it. In situations that were going to wrap up in 42 minutes and somebody was going to go to therapy. It was, it was you know, and there were things, you know, that it was self-contained. Jessica was a as she says, wrote soap and, and serialized. I did too. That was my orientation with, with shows. That was the shows I watched. Mm. So we we did move in that direction, but we needed to do something big. And I'm I second Jessica. 30 years later we're talking about it. It was it was uh the right move. I also want to make a a, a statement that <laughs> Shannon Doherty, Jenny Garth and Luke Perry are incredible actors. And that the reason why we're talking about this storyline all these years later is because of the incredible performances each one of them delivered at, you know, in the triangle or when Shannon was in the, the play or you know, when Jenny got attacked or what, what, you know, when Kelly got attacked, whatever. They're incredible actors and talent. So uh, the comparisons of what did Jenny think when this happened and all that, like that's probably not a thing because she's an actor. So she's playing a part in a television series. So she's drawn to it, yes, because she maybe she's a method actor, right? Maybe she cares that much about what's happening to her. But by the same token, she probably can turn it off and not really concern herself with that. So we're not going to talk about Jenny Garth and Shannon Doherty too much in this. We're going to talk about the characters and the storylines. Hey, on- one, thing, one thing we should just also remember in looking at this thing, the producers. And the producers basically build those moments which don't have dialogue. And we would always have, like, for example, and Chuck and Jessica know this, as we move toward an act break, which would probably would be for this triangle story, you'd be double cutting the characters. So you know, when you have characters looking hard, you know, we're, we're manipulating, the producers are manipulating the story at, at that point. We're building a moment and the composer is scoring it up. And that's yeah, also what composer. you're feeling. Mm. Right? You license yeah. Sophie B. Hawkins and you pull back. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so but let me ask you at the top of this, what were the general uh, feelings about, at the time of this triangle, what were the general feelings of Brenda and Dylan together? Um, you know, it's a beautiful love story. We we all talk about it. We've watched all those episodes. We've we've you know we've delved into some of them through this podcast already. But what generally was thought about, just from the writers, I guess, or even from producers or Aaron, what was thought about about Brenda and Kelly? Was it doing well for you guys? 
Yeah, Brendan Dillon. I'm sorry, yeah, Brendan Dillon, yeah. Charles? Chuck? I'll, I defer to you. Uh, well, I think that I mean, everybody... You, I, I just basically, I mean, did 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 everybody like the status quo? Is that is that kind Correct. of the question, yes. Pete? Yeah. Um, yeah, but we knew, listen, the darling was Melrose Place. Mm -hmm. Darren had left. Darren went there. The network was excited. And we're and we're telling Mr. Spelling, we're going to go into our senior year and we're going to do something. We're going to move them out and it's going to be something completely unknown. So we we had pressure on us to shake, do something. And I think I've said before, you know, the I always gave the actors a chance at the end of the season to tell me what they liked and what they didn't like and what they wanted to do. And the two actors who took most uh, advantage of that was Brian Austin Green and, and Luke Perry. Jason knew he could just call me up, but the others that <laughs> came in. I'm going to show you guys a clip. This is the big, okay. Uh, I'm going to show you a clip real quick to, to get the idea of what this is. Why are Brenda fans ready to chat today? I think this is a part of one of the first things that they get to see. Hi. Hi. I thought that was you, but. Didn't your hair used to be a little different? Yes. No. Well, maybe just a little bit. I hate this collar, if that's what you can call it. It's not that bad. If one more person says that... It's not that bad. So now you guys out here have a thing for blondes? I mean, that's what you told Kelly. Blondes, brunettes, redheads, girls in tank tops. Anyway, <laughs> so there you go. That's the, that's the intro. To that, Jessica, you were going to say make a point before I think. Oh, that's fine. I'll I'll find a better time to do it. <laughs> okay. Um. So. So Dylan, so Dylan McKay knows how to flirt, right? He certainly does. <laughs> but now, so we get there, we see that beautiful moment, and I put that clip in there, the blondes and all that stuff. But at some point, Chuck, you say that Luke Perry came to you and challenged you and said, "Why is this show complacent? Is that the first time a triangle came to your mind to do this?" Um, to my mind, uh, most probably, I mean, it, yes, we had not, we, this was not, uh, something that was on, I, I have a, a pad with all some of the original storylines and things and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I have, I have all that information. I never wrote the word triangle. I never wrote the word one character, uh, starts with in a relationship and then all of a sudden the relationship, they change partners. This was a Steve Still song. Right. Um, so what I was going to say before is I remember um, very clearly the going to the network that when we had to pitch the idea of doing the triangle. And this was, I've, I've talked about it before. They were not at all pleased with this idea. They thought this was a terrible idea that was going to ruin all of the characters. We were going to ruin Brenda, we were going to ruin Kelly, and we were going to ruin Dylan. And how could we think of such a thing? And Aaron heard us pitch the story, heard them say this was a terrible idea, and he got up and left. Because conflict with the network was not his favorite things. Uh, and he left us, he left us there to hang ourselves. And However, what I could say and what I did say to Dan McDermott, who was a great guy and a wonderful executive, but was much younger than us, to say, young man, you didn't grow up in the time we grew up, 
and I want you to call one of the major studio executives in Hollywood who uh, married uh, his high school sweetheart who remains best friends with his first girlfriend. And while, it, while the situation isn't always the same, there was conflicts between the gals, as I found out. And, um, but they, but the, I, what, you know, life goes on. And I sat next to the first girlfriend uh, at the second girl, the, the girlfriend's <laughs> uh, daughter's wedding, 40 years after the fact. So the, the hurt that you, that you project on to Brenda sometimes, maybe Brenda wouldn't have felt it. Mm. She forgave him. Gave him and forgave he her. He took the high road yeah. every time. And I and it was uh, fascinating to see because, you know, one of the things that is impressive to me about the series, looking back at the first season when I, I wasn't there, at, et cetera, at the end, and then into the, the, the next right. few years, is how consistent the characters were. Not always, their behavior wasn't always consistent, but their psychology was consistent. Yeah. And that was really, I thought, remarkable. And I, I mean, I, I like to think we all knew that then, but I'm not sure we did. But I, all, we did yeah. know that Kelly Taylor and Dylan McKay had known each other since they were children and both came from, quote, broken homes. And we knew that Brenda came from an intact family. And no matter how screwy she may have been and artistic and whatever and smart, uh, she had a mom and dad who loved her and were there and she could cry on Jim's shoulder. And it just made her a healthier person. And the series continued and maybe she didn't stay so healthy, but, but the character was. And Kelly had Jackie to look at as a role model, mm. not so great. And the choices that they that Kelly made and that Dylan made, you got to see Dylan's parallel. He wasn't just screwing up romantically. He was screwing up with his parents. He was screwing up with his money. He wasn't doing so good either. So it's just, I just thought it was very interesting as a psychological drama, consistent for me. Now, how does it get from Aaron leaving you in the meeting with, uh, you know, Without a life because then the man I talked about called the executive at Warner Brothers and found out it was a true story. And by this point, we had uh, earned some goodwill. And uh, we also know, pitched our hearts out in that room. Aaron left, and we Jessica always did that. She was our pitcher. I she just was our voice. Talked and talked and pitched and pitched, <laughs> and we told them all about that. Love triangles were the stuff of television that's right that's right, that's right. forever that. and ever and there have Absolutely. been shows on the radio then the characters never get ruined the audience just wants to eat more and more and more of this right. sweet candy and they bought it i mean and Aaron, Aaron did say, jessica Aaron did say right or larry you bring them together you break them up you bring them together you break them up and that was also part of the the, the secret sauce yeah Okay, so now we have sort of we're moving into it. We're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna explore this, and I'm curious, and, and not without going too far into this, uh, how are the actors? I mean, the actors are probably fine, right? Is there is there any objection? What's that? Their job. 
Right. So there is no there is no necessarily a feeling of I don't want to do this. They're all cool. No, Shannon Shannon did not want did not like this storyline. I'll be honest with that. We had a telephone conversation. It was a long one. She did not mm -hmm. want to do it. Okay. She's a pro and she did it. But she did, did it really well. Yes. All right. So talk to me about walking through some of this, you know, some of these points and arcs of what you were pl plotting to do. Um, how did you determine to, you know, put her, she does have this relationship in Paris, which is, you know, a summer fling Brenda. And now we're going to do this with Dylan. How does that, how did you guys start weaving this? I guess that's for Jessica, right? You, you start putting that together. No, it's for Chuck too. I mean, mm -hmm. we were doing it together and Karen was going to do Paris and we were going to do that at home. And Chuck was like the master, uh, puppeteer. Um, <laughs> and we, this was basically, we figured this whole season out in Chuck's backyard, whatever, in the hiatus between. Or at the four, at the pool at the Four Seasons. Karen, I don't think we were there yet. Karen that was maybe. very pregnant. That's right. That's right. That was the next year. That was yeah, we weren't there yet. Um, that came later. But uh, we, were in your, we were in your house. We were just figuring it out. And we didn't have a lot of time to figure it out. And we did. And the Paris thing was supposed to give Brenda some balance because we knew that it wasn't going to make her happy that, um, and, it, and we needed to balance the triangle so she wouldn't be pathetic. And we needed to, that's why she got to have Reed. And Absolutely. she was, and you know, that was great. And, and thank God for his casting because he was just adorable and she was fabulous and funny and <laughs> And Kelly and Dylan were hot, so <laughs> that was the balance. You know, I, I was really amazed at realizing, you know, when I watched uh, High Life, that between the summer episodes, which we had seen, so I knew them really well, and uh, High Life, they had not made love. That Dylan and Kelly had not made love. He had waited. This I this hot hot character. I went. I yeah, asked ask around. I asked Darren Martin. He told me no. They made love first. He told me they made love. In the I festival. think they and lied. They couldn't have lied. To, they wouldn't have lied to Brenda. They, they lied. So they lied. They wouldn't have lied to Brenda. No, I mean, no, not when no, they're no, there's no way in the world that unless unless there was something really untoward, there would be no way in the world they would be on that beach at that moment in that bit of time. And I mean that that someone. This, this is the one thing I started talking about Beverly Hills. Kids in L.A. were different. They were different, at least when I grew up. I know that because I went to I, my freshman year. I spent at University of Wisconsin. I was like, where am I? And that was a very progressive, yes, big exactly. university. L.A. was just a different scene. But you were in the 70s, and this was the 90s. And oh, there, had been, there had been a little bit of a pullback from the sexual well, that's freedom of right. our youth. Yeah. So, yeah. Is Chuck saying that they, they made love in the summer? Because they, they, then they would have to they lie. Made love. And I, oh, and no, I, no, I'm no they can't. Because then they would have been lying show. to Brenda. I'm okay. believing no the television one ever lies. That's right. I mean, I'm I, just saying, I thought, in my way of looking at it, I forgot. What's funny to me, I thought they did make love. And I watched them say, we didn't make love. And I'm thinking they did. And I'm pretty sure... You know, that our friend Darlene Lieblick told me I had to put a line in like that. I got it. Somebody must have made us. 
that. It because doesn't ring true, ring guys. Which line? Have you that Dylan waiting? Are you talking about Dylan waiting? You think yeah, that they... I, I was confused by it. it, it what do you think? Seemed... I mean, we can't what? really remember. And we're telling you, we were surprised by the fact that they said they waited. Lily, do you think that Kelly and uh, Dylan made love before, before when, when I guess we were talking about back in the high, the back in the high life, right? When they tell her that they did not, she said, did you sleep with her? Brenda says that. Do you think they did, because when like they it. woke up the next day, when they woke up on the beach, Dylan says to Kelly, just because we didn't have sex doesn't mean it wasn't meaningful or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was another clip, another right, um, I, part where they Kelly. said, where Kelly says, I, I told myself I wouldn't until we tell Brenda. So they yeah, didn't. That's what I was going okay, that's what See, that, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel better because otherwise they'd be lying so badly because you can't like confess and then lie in the confession. Yeah. Okay. Make sense. <laughs> so we're, Steve but, Sanders would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> deny, deny, deny. Deny, deny, deny. But, um, I'm glad we got that clear. But, so. but let's make it clear. The writers are getting was, about this. She that it was Kelly who stopped it, right? Dylan was just like I said. Yes, Dylan yes. was a young guy. He was a Lafario. And <laughs> it doesn't matter that there was Brenda. Really? Dylan was there. Dylan was ready. I also have to say that as we look at Team Brenda or Team Kelly, I kept looking, Chuck, like you. I kept looking at Dylan thinking, Kelly keeps saying no, and Dylan keeps ignoring her. And <laughs> Kelly keeps saying, but what about Brenda? And Dylan looked. Look, looks her in the eye like he's the most sick. I mean, he's the sexiest guy in the world. And he keeps telling her, oh, come on. And it's like, what kind of a shit are you? And I'm so like, I, I think- me one. Yes, and a, and a boy. And I and think a boy. Kelly, 17 and, years old Kelly boy. and Brenda can exist as and keep their uh, morality and For keep me. their friendship, but they both could turn on him at any moment because he was just, he wasn't letting up. And, and why, I mean, why should he? But, but none of, I mean, I don't think he ever did anything untoward that he never did anything Kelly didn't want. She wanted it. And it was, um, I, I will say, I'll tell you, I think I told, I told Chuck and Larry this. I remember being at the pool when they shot that hot scene in the water. Mm. And it was really cold. Cold night. night. Cold night. You could yeah. see the steam rising out of the water in the pool. And... Jenny Garth complained that it was cold. And the director said, just remember what Alfred Hitchcock said, act warm. (laughs) They acted warm and they acted hot and they got that, they got that scene and it was great. I mean, it. Let me show you guys that real quick. go hot and heavy (laughs) beautiful together memories of my youth and i look at our friend here zara brown is uh waiting what were you just doing zara she's going to join us today what were you just doing (laughs) but i saw you going like this i saw you giving a thought i was like no (laughs) oh oh, i see steve i see i thought thought that dylan um was using kelly because she was a free ticket. What I, what I meant by that is that every time when um, Dylan and Brenda get together, they were 
they were always interrupted by their parents. Whereas with Cully and Darren, there was no rules. So it's like Darren yeah. copies, he can do whatever he wants because yeah. their parents, Kelly's parents and Darren's parents are not there for them. So therefore, there's no structure. <laughs> so Darren with Kelly's free ticket. I get what you're saying. Do you get that, Chuck? Do you understand what no, you're saying? No, Kelly was a rich girl. I don't see that at all. And also, <laughs> this actually was no, a no, true no, story. But, he, which, but which he, what she means is that he could get away with stuff with Kelly that he couldn't get away with with yeah. Brenda because Jim Cindy would walk Absolutely. in on him Jim, Walsh, Jim Walsh got in the middle of all of this. Yeah. He was an overprotected dad, just like the overprotected net network, and got in the way of all the stuff. And truthfully, the one thing I just wanted to add, Zara, which would be interesting, I think all of you guys, uh, Lily and Melanie and Cheryl, like this part, um, that uh, that story occurred uh, to me. My middle school girlfriend's father was notorious. That's what Dylan McKay is, is kind of based on that in the movie Say Anything. And, um, and, and my high school girlfriend's father was politically connected and did not want her to be my date at this Sweet 16. And we promised not to take a picture there. <laughs> and, it, and I could show you the picture we took. Right? Ah. But the story was real. And, and I think it was a big thing in that particular moment. You're here for me. And she's there for her father. Mm. Oh, because Kelly showed up. She was the one friend who oh, showed up when Jack was having big... the party. Absolutely. And big she was point. also the kind of blonde who fit in with his dad and what's her name? The girlfriend. Christine. Christine, yes. Christine. And, and in subsequent network uh, episodes, that happens. They go out to dinner. They go out to dinner. And, and they get to play. very happy Kelly together. To play grown up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kelly, mm -hmm. Kelly gets to be a grown up and hang around with these fast, with this fast crowd back in the high life. And Dylan and, and Brenda, in many ways, is still a, an, an innocent. I mean, she has come back from uh, Paris. She from the summer, and although she kind of grew up a little, um, she's still high school kid. Because they wouldn't let me do the cigarette stories, Jessica. I would have had her as a right. bad girl with the cigarette, you know, right. episode after episode, and then we would have really done an anti-smoking thing. But they didn't get it, so we didn't do it. <laughs> and then David is the one that sort of sees them at the in the cabana, right? We we have David who is also sort of like he's got Nikki, right? He's he's sort of seeing Nikki behind uh, Donna's back and whatnot. So that's also sort of a little triangle. There's a lot of triangles that are sort of happening. There's even at one point Mel and Jackie mm -hmm. are in the midst of a divorce, right? So Kelly's life is sort of you know falling apart. So she's available oh, yeah. to go to the to the pool. And um, Brenda's just not. And that, you know. Availability is the best ability. You are right, Larry. That's a good one. Say that again. In case Availability is the best ability. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really struck by, and I think this goes back to what Chuck was saying about that this was Beverly Hills. This became in this season a show about moral ambiguity and about people making uh, choices that were not uh, were not good, 
I mean, David dumping Steve in the mm. in the ship, excuse me, um, with the with his deal with the record company and um, and then the legacy Jackie, key. The legacy key. I'm going to well, cheat all through. You know. Yeah, Steve's always going to do that. Brandon gambling. I mean, it's like there's all oh, kinds yeah. of there are all kinds of uh, things that people are doing that are not drag racing. That's right. Drag That's racing. right. We did our car episode. Now, I'm curious for the fans that are with us now, is this the moment sort of where you became team for the Team Brenda people? Uh, is this the moment sort of where you just it was so hot, heart wrenching and that Shannon uh, delivers such an amazing performance as Brenda? Is this the moment that it all sort of falls for you guys? No, Brenda, we need to tell you something else. Well, I don't want to hear it. I've heard enough. Well, you're going to have to, Brent, because neither one of us can stand to lie to you anymore. This summer, while you were in Paris. Look, I told you it was with the girl, right? Kelly was the girl. I thought you guys were my friends. I loved you. I trusted you both. Brenda, please. We didn't plan this, Brent. No, of course you didn't plan it, Dylan. You just let it happen. And you lied to me, both of you, for months and months. You know, when I broke up with you, you made it seem like Kelly was just some girl you picked to go out with. You made it seem so innocent, like it was my fault. Neither of us wanted to hurt you. You didn't care about how I felt at all, Kelly. That's not true. Did you two sleep together? No. And why should I believe you? Because it's the truth. Why are you doing this to me? Because we owe it to you, Bren. I mean, don't you think that we all owe ourselves a little something more than this? That maybe we could start again from someplace a little more honest. Honesty? Is that what you think this is about, Dylan? I don't think so. Look, I hate you both. Never talk to me again. Jesus. Okay. We got some more fans that are going to join us now and weigh in here. We've got some of our loyal listeners here. Hi, Lori. Hi. All right, so let's start talking about this Team Brenda and Kelly thing. I think that's a big, big moment for all of you. Uh, Lily, let's start with you as t a Team Brenda. If, as long as you're not frozen in time, it looks like you are. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you're not. Is that the moment for Lori, is that the moment? Right, move right along. Lori, is that the moment? <laughs> well, well, first of all, let me just tell you, that broke my heart. And watching it again, I still feel the same pain I felt when I first saw it and I've seen it a hundred times, it still hurts every time. Yeah. Every time. And, uh, and I, yeah, it broke my heart for her. Lily, can you hear us? What, what about you? What was the question? It was that the moment that what I was frozen. You became a team Brenda. No. Um, you know, I actually, I, I actually, I mean, yeah, it start. I started to feel really bad for Brenda. And then the following episode where she's crying and she cries to Jim and has a breakdown. So yeah, I would say that was the moment. And Zara, how about you? I thought really, I'm sorry for Brenda because she was honest on the jump because when she came back from Paris, she was honest about seeing Rick mm -hmm. and the fact that she just finding this match like an uh, ultimate betrayal. I, I wasn't feeling that. It was just, I broke my heart. Well, welcome to Brenda Anonymous. This seems like. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> just kidding. All right. Now for content, you, know you know what song is going through my head? I, I'm sorry, guys, and this is not great, but um, one of my favorite albums all time is Stevie Wonder, and one of one of his inner visions is actually, and there's a song called "All in Love Is Fair." And it's a wow. and a writer takes a pen to say again, "All in love is fair," and you know I think you can make a case, and I'm not going to do it. I like you to talk, but you know they we had a lot of episodes where Del and Dylan and Kelly really clicked after Brenda was really deeply hurt and kind of flips out. I mean, there's not a she was you know just just went that was a zero to sixty. There was no conversation anymore because the hurt was so deep, and I guess. She forgot that maybe a few episodes before she called him brooding and broke up with him so that she could be with Rick, who was much more fun. So mm -hmm. this maybe looked that moment as the life of the world, you know, this. But I again, with looking at Dylan, he's with, you know, he, he marries somebody else a couple of years later. He's he's with uh, a Valerie. He's with took Stacy to Mexico. He, this is a guy who has um uh, you know, uh, is, is a player in his own way at 17 in Los Angeles. And yeah. and I think that we ascribe too much to this relationship because of the deep, the, the wonderful performance and the deep hurt that um, poured out. And it really did pour out. Ray says it was all lust. Okay, Ray. Ray I'm not disagreeing. Uh, Jessica, you've got something, a point to be made. I don't know what was in our heads when we were making this up. I'm just what I see watching it as a viewer 30 years later. I'm struck by it was he was Brenda's first. And I'm also struck by Brenda the way Brenda looked at him and he looked at her. It I was struck by the intensity. I'm on team Brenda not because um of the tragic the performances of sad Brenda. I'm on Team Brenda because I believe that I believe the uh, Rimbaud and Baudelaire and Balzac. I believe that they had a connection that was different, and that it was that sex wasn't the only part of it. I think she fell in love with him, and I and when I saw Kelly and Dylan, I saw sex, and I and later on we would write Kelly Brandon because we could. Uh, we could create the belief in the storyline that that was what was that that was going to be some truth in that you know that that was her real relationship. But I felt I felt in Brenda the real thing. And the other thing to remember, and this is where we break the fourth wall. Now I'm talking as a as a writer. Brenda was the star of the show, guys. She you don't know, go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. No, no, uh, no. I, I'm not going there for. The reason you think I'm going here. Okay, go there. If I'm going, I mean, you can disagree with me when I after I say it, but let me say it first. When I look at this, I look at the show is about the twins from Minnesota. It was in season one. Season one was about the Walsh family. I agree with you. Okay, but wait, let me finish. The twins okay. from Minnesota come to Beverly Hills, and no. she falls in love with the bad boy. That's how it started. Mm -hmm. He, she's a fish out of water, and she fa falls for the guy on the motorcycle who she thinks represents James Dean and the Hollywood myth in some ways. He's even bigger than that. He lives in a hotel, and his father's a rich gangster guy. This guy is as far away as she could possibly get 
from the Walshes of Minnesota, and he's a prize for her. And then she finds out that he's more than just that prize. He's a broken little boy, and she falls for his heart as well. That's, to me, the story. So it doesn't matter. That's the, that's the relationship that, as a writer, has to get broken up. You have to put some kind of obstacle in the path of this true love so that the show can stay on the air for a bunch of years, and then eventually you bring them back together. I'm sad that that right. couldn't happen. <laughs> but listen, listen, the fact of the matter is, Jessica, Jessica. I can't repeat that, Emmanuel. The, the entire plan of breaking them up, I'm gonna turn, I also would have turned it right to Sherry to, to remind you of all the moments prior to this that Kelly and Dylan have had in season three together, that there was more, much more than just Sexton. So let's after the first thing about, but if I if I if I can just um, sure. the the one point is is that one of the reasons that we got to sell this is because we promised we would get them back together, and the episode we were going to get them back together. So all the writers who think we was all play, they were going to get back together, and it was child is the father is the man. Look, and you know the difference. You could see it. We put it out there. One was there and could be there for him in the biggest moment of need, and the other one was having trouble even going to a funeral. Mm. It was, they were, it, all the angle was moving that way. And uh, the people who were the partners of this television show did not feel at that moment that that was a role that she, that she could play at that moment, that we could be that depended on her. She was not in the right frame of mind at that point to follow through on this relationship and take it wherever it would lead. And but I, I just want to remind Jessica, our plan was right there to do that. It wasn't, we, we liked Kelly. We love, we love these people. We really <laughs> truly did. We, and what I mean, people, I, and also the characters they play even more so. And in some cases. Drew says, thank you, Chuck. Kelly was not an obstacle for Dylan and Brenda. They've been linked since kindergarten. And yes, actually, and there is an episode, right, where Kelly tells Brenda very early on that she has a major crush on uh, on Dylan. Uh, Shari, I'm curious, and Connie, Team Kelly reps, I want to make sure we, we hear from them. Shari, starting with you, what's your thoughts on some of what you've been hearing in this so far? You're, you're busting at the seams here. I am. This has been a really brutal 45 minutes and it's not because you're saying anything that I haven't heard before. You know, obviously I've been in the minority forever, um, but I generally disagree with a lot of what's been said as much as I um, respect your perspectives and your entitlement as the creators behind these. Um, I have specific things I want to say, but just to um, do some counterpoints first. Um, if Dylan just wanted sex and no drama, it didn't have to be with Kelly. He was this rich, hot guy. He could have gone anywhere and found a girl to hook up with him. It wasn't about that. And that's why, and I, even though Lily set the record straight already, they did not lie to Brenda about having sex. They didn't, okay? It was made clear in Castles in the Sky the next morning that they didn't. It's made clear in Back in the High Life again, as already stated, that Kelly said, I'm not going to do that until we tell Brenda. Um, 
Well, obviously, there's no doubt about it that a girl code is broken. I think there's a level of hypocrisy um, that happens when Brenda's own fling is routinely ignored. Um, I think it's because of the magnitude of what Kelly and Dylan do that kind of overshadows um, Brenda's actions. But I think we need to remember that she was about to run off with this guy that she just met. And then when Rick shows up in Beverly Hills, she goes out with him before even telling Dylan that he's in town and they break up and things like that. Um, I don't dispute the connection between uh, Dylan and Brenda. Um, there's moments that move me. Uh, I think my favorite episode of theirs is seasons two, Necessity as a Mother. I can recognize high points in the relationship, but we can't say that there isn't also a connection of their own between Kelly and Dylan. I don't think it's simply um, physical. Um, in regards to the clip that you showed where they tell Brenda and she exclaims, why are you doing this to me? Mm. As the scorned girl, you're going to feel attacked, but they weren't doing anything to her. Mm. And that gets into some of what I, what I did prepare to say. Um, and I wanted to start off by saying that I'm not condoning cheating. I certainly did not approve of Kelly and summer party selling Brenda that after she started dating Dylan, she tried to get a date with him. But I think something else needs to be clear. Mm. Even Jackie Taylor says in a presumption of innocence that you can't always control who you fall in love with. It's not an emotion that you have control over. And Kelly is often vilified by Brenda and Dylan fans. Yet she repeatedly tries to resist and expresses concerns about getting involved with Dylan in those summer episodes. When they wake on the beach in Castles in the Sand, she specifically states how glad she is that they didn't sleep together. And she even pushes him back to Brenda when Brenda returns to town in that same episode. And when Kelly and Dylan officially get together later in the season, it is she who insists on telling Brenda about the whole truth. It's, it's Dylan who discourages it, actually. And then in that same episode, um, and back in the high life again, when, we, when they tell Brenda, and Brenda says to Kelly, you didn't care about my feelings at all. It's Dylan who steps in and says that that's not true because Kelly throughout everything leading up to that constantly went back to Brenda's my best friend. You should be with her. Nothing was done maliciously at any point. And given that they did not have sex, they did not um, continue to carry on liaisons after Brenda came back to um, Beverly Hills, I th think it really proves that Kelly was not a slut, which is a label that oh, she's been given too many times over the years. But the behavior, if you actually look at the text, doesn't warrant that. And what's more is that Kelly continues to wrestle with her guilt even after she and Dylan become an official couple. We see that that it even contributes to her eating disorder and her insecurities. And in my favorite episode, uh, the whole series is season three's Senior Poll. And she explains. Do you want me to play that clip? Do you want me to play that? Sure, go are ahead. Are you ready for that clip? Okay. I'm ready for it. Sherry, Sherry was very prepared. She had me pull a clip. Let's see. And, yeah, and I, I've, I've got a couple of questions for her. Oh, look at the clip, Larry. Look at the clip, Larry. Wait, let me find the clip. Play the, play yeah, the, no, they're at the playground, right? Is that the clip that I'm playing, Sherry? The playground? Yeah, clip? yeah. Please. It's just me. Everybody else, a big favor. I'll go back to Brenda. Is that really what you want? Is 
doesn't matter what I really want. I'm just a stupid blonde bitch who's not really worth it. I disagree. And I didn't talk to my father. Never bothers to call me anymore. Or my mom. Probably hates me right now. <laughs> or all the guys I put out for in the 10th grade and never heard from again. Right. Or why don't you talk to Brenda and find out how it really feels to have somebody you trust go behind your back and steal your boyfriend from you. That's me. not how it happened. I mean, it's not even close, Kel. That, that's part of what I've been writing about. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me about that. Kelly, do you, do you have any idea how difficult it is for me to share that with anybody? You, you're not the only one who wants to end up as, as more than just best looking in a stupid poll. You are already so much more than that, and you know how it. How do I know it? Whoever tells me that I'm smart or even worth knowing. We are two little kids who had to walk home from school by ourselves because our parents forgot to pick us up. I guess we're both basket cases. No. We're okay. That's Chip. Where are you going? That was, I remember that so well. It's an amazing scene. Really it's beautiful cool. and so well acted by both of them. Jenny Garth is incredible. Just, and it you know, is, yeah. obviously, we talk about Luke here, and he is amazing. Yeah. He's incredible. But I Jenny think they had that. What, what concerns me about the Team Kelly people and uh -oh. Kelly. You know, when you see, you know, and of course, I've got my thumb on the scale of this whole thing. Because I, you know, I, I, the season four, I, I got tasked with bringing, you know, this great bond between uh, between Brenda and Dylan back together in, in Little Fish, and also, but I want to talk basically, in Little Fish. Okay, for Little Fish, uh, uh, Dylan goes off with with uh, Brenda, and it's a, on the pier, and they spend the day where everyone else is going to school, and he really slams Kelly like she was busy shopping. I was looking for Balzac's house. And that bothered me that he, he doesn't have respect for her. And then you see in Vital Signs, uh, you know, the whole play thing is going on. And the tone he's talking to her is so, I found abusive. I was, I was surprised that she doesn't go down to go screw himself. And I just said, you know what? If they got married, they get divorced. Well, wait That's a second. Really she broke up out. with him. She did tell him to go screw himself. Well, they do at the, end, well, at the end of that. They break up. That's what you're saying. But, yeah. but it's a misread. But, but, but they break up, Chuck, at the end. It's like a misread. They're both misreading each other at that moment. And to me, that means they couldn't really go the distance. So that I don't, no, think, I don't, I don't see as an end game. I, I don't see that as evidence of that at all. Um, in terms of um, in in Little Fish, you know, talking about the uh, difficulties of their trip, that's like saying you broke up over a fight. Couples are going to have arguments. They're going to have low points and high points, especially in a situation that is um, as challenging for many couples as traveling together for the first time. In the end of the season, I do. That? You share I, that. I, Okay. You share what? He shares the fact that he thinks basically that Kelly is uh, superficial. She just wanted to yeah, show. She, she I mean, he has a, he she's a Beverly Hills girl. Okay. She's That's a great. Beverly Hills girl. She's, I know, but he wanted more. she's got it. She's more of a challenge. She's not as wonderful as, as Brenda is. Brenda comes with Jim. Fair enough. Brenda <laughs> comes with the Walsh family and the whole mishpucha. <laughs> but, but I will say, Sherry, I think you're completely right, and uh, that this scene defines them. But yes. it defines how that they're what I said earlier. 
that broke, they're broken. Both yes, of them. They, they are and emotionally connected. We were the ones who didn't get picked up at school. That mm -hmm. is why they are bookends. They're, you know, they may not be soulmates. They may just be a matched pair. No, and, they are, they and are soulmates. I, and I, they're, then, no, and I, but I agree with Larry that they're uh, broken people, two relationship can only take one broken person somebody has to somebody has to do the dishes you know and that's well, fortunately they're also often not broken at the same time as the series progresses they're picking each other up at different times whether it's she being there through his drug addiction in season five or that same season him contributing to her leaving the cult um they're they're not broken at the same time they are able to balance each other out and i think that emotional connection is at the core and i think they are soulmates that dylan himself says it um and it comes up again repeatedly throughout the rest of the season series in season five in season six and i'm going to say it in seasons nine and ten and they don't exist wait we don't okay. know about that <laughs> they really may fall, we don't know i really so, want to but Lily, they matter. Sherry, hang on. I want to give Lily a chance. She's been sitting there very quietly. Um, you've heard some interesting points. Lily, where do you where do you stand on some of so, this? I have a clip for you. You asked me to pull a clip. Do you want me to play that clip that you asked me to pull first? Um, in a minute. So I, I have okay. two two lists here. Reasons why I love Brenda and Dylan, and reasons why I was unfavorable to Dylan and Kelly. So I'm gonna start with why I am team Brenda. Um let me go here. It's three pages long. All right. Lori, so, is, this, Lori is this incredible? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Oh, I got to I, I think that the Connie's got a great television. Um, but, and I can actually get over the summer fling. I just wish that instead of Brenda and Kelly giving Dylan the power to choose between them, that they would have all dated other people instead of having Brenda and Kelly's friendship ruined because I really love their friendship prior to the triangle. Um, but I just feel that Dylan and Brenda were a better match. And here's why. Um, in the beginning, they were really the heart of the series. I mean, their chemistry was electrifying, unmatchable. The relationship was deep, intense, passionate, happy, meaningful, not just physical. She was a good girl, uh, passionate, confident, and a bit rebellious, just like him. She could get through to him. They brought out the best in each other. They understood each other and supported each other, even while in other relationships. They connected on a soul level, in my opinion, and several others. Um, I notated several scenes, but there's so many of them that I'll just skip over that. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you want me to play that? Do you want to play that one clip? I, I feel yeah, like I, or I just work here. Hey, hang on. Let me, <laughs> Let me play the one clip that you have. Okay. Threw away all my stuff. I took down all the pictures. No, they're just packed away in a box in the garage. Out of sight, out of mind. Dylan, you've never been out of my mind. Ben, if this hadn't happened, I, I wouldn't be welcome here. Dylan, you and Kelly hurt me pretty badly. But it's nothing compared to what you're going through. And in the grand scheme of things, you'll look back years from now and I'll just be a girl you knew in high school. No, you won't. No, you won't, Brad. Not after everything. It's 
to know. Okay, that's 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 the beautiful that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful scene. That? That's child that? that's child is the father to the man. Oh, the one that they were supposed to get back together that we yeah. looked at all the way from the season, the first one, where they were supposed to get back together in that after that scene. Yes. That's what you're watching. I don't disagree no. with you. Yeah, and I don't disagree either. It didn't play out that way. It, it didn't play out that way. And just like Pete says, I just worked there. I had partners. <laughs> I had partners. I mean, see, the thing is, I can acknowledge that that is a beautiful scene. I have favorite moments about them. I think you can root for both couples. My second favorite couple okay. is Kelly and Brandon. That's not contradictory to me in loving Kelly and Dylan. You can root for both sides and you can see the merit. I see so much merit in what Lily said about the connection that they were the hardest show in the beginning. But first love doesn't always equal true love. Now, Miron says this scene slays me, referring to that one. Lily, do you have more that you'd like to follow up with on that? Lily froze. So it's the, the scene melted her again. It, it, what, about Lori? <laughs> what about Connie and uh, Lori? Yeah, let's hear from Lori on this. Well, I have so much to say, so I'm going to try and narrow that down. But I do want to say that, you know, Sherry had a lot of uh, valid points. And I love Kelly as a character. I always have. I just didn't like her as. Nope. Oh, we lost her. And that's well. Wow. Kelly we, we, has we, a lot we, of power. Connor, you're up next. We're gonna get all kinds of comments. I'd love to hear from Connie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but hold up. Connie. <laughs> back. But we're gonna get comments like we're we we disconnected her. No, we did not. She just <laughs> had a Wi-Fi issue. Okay. Go ahead, Lily. I did. Nope. Oh, so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Lori's I, back. Go ahead, Lori. It froze. I, you know, I know internet is wonky sometimes, but okay. so what I wanted to say was, you know, sh there's some valid points there. Can but you hear me? I also feel like the depth of what they had was more special than anything I saw with Kelly and Dylan. And I have my points for why I'm for the Kelly, I mean, the Brand, uh, Brenda and Dylan relationship. But I also have why I think Kelly and Dylan weren't a good couple. And what I think about their relationship, I felt it was based on it was a false pretense to start. Um, it looks like it might be freezing up again. No, you're uh, good. It, you're good. They, that it was based on a false pretense. Um, I also feel like in in times of crisis, I don't feel like. Um, uh, this is what's well, going to happen when Biden and Trump that's the false pretense. Connie, I don't see, yeah. What about Connie? Okay, Connie, Connie, Connie is Connie is busting at the seams here as well now. So Connie, go ahead. What do you got for us? I've got a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Well, first, uh, it, at the very beginning of season three, you can see Dylan start to pull away from Brenda. I, I'm. I think that the Dylan and Brenda relationship is good too. Like I, I don't not like that relationship, but. I think Dylan loved Brenda very much, but I think that there were aspects of the relationship that did not work for him any longer. Jim Walsh, basically, you know, he could not handle the drama with her parents and Kelly's lifestyle just fit his lifestyle so much easier. You know, Jackie was easy to manage and he could <laughs> just do what he wanted. And so at the very beginning of season three, you know, season two ends with that big blow up at Jackie and Mel's wedding. And season three starts with 
Brenda leaving the Walsh house and moving into Dylan's and he can't handle that. You know, Chuck told us before, gave us, um, you know, a little bit of introduction to the character of Dylan. So he's still a high school kid and all of a sudden his high school girlfriend is moving in with him, telling him to go to the grocery store and they need laundry detergent and he can't handle that. You know, so before Brenda even leaves for Paris, he's starting to pull away. And it's not because he doesn't love Brenda. It's just because the relationship isn't working for him anymore. Mm. Really. That's a good point. Okay, Lily, are you back? I'm back. I'm good. I'm good. Let me finish. Okay. <laughs> All thought, right. Yeah. So the, the things that I didn't like about Dylan and Kelly's relationship, I mean, don't get me wrong. They had some great moments, some great scenes. But overall, I feel that the relationship was just toxic. They spent most of their time fighting or, you know, her insecurity issues and some of it involved Brenda. Um, for example, well, when Dylan and Kelly were in France, he was horrible to Kelly. I mean, it was like a completely different Dylan. I mean, he did and said things to Kelly that he had never behaved like that with Brenda. Um, he was moody. So Kelly goes off to Paris, comes back to find him all cuddled up with Brigitte. And he tells Kelly that, you know, yeah, with her out of the picture, things were a little more upbeat. So she leaves and he actually ends up phoning Brenda in Minnesota. Um Shortly after, you know, she breaks up with Dylan for John Sears and then realizes John was a scumbag and asks Dylan to spend Thanksgiving with her. And Dylan says he's going to Baja. He ends up going to Brenda's instead. Dylan and Kelly get into an argument in the living room and he says to her, you know, what do you expect from me? I cared about you and you paraded around with that guy for weeks. Didn't say I loved you, said I cared about you. Um, he tells Brandon, if you ever want to borrow her again, feel free. Wow. And then later on, when he announces his engagement to Tony, um, you know, Kelly says to him, where was Tony when you and I were in another life? And Dylan says, well, maybe that didn't happen. Maybe it, that did. Maybe we have more than one soulmate. That actually, to me, is evidence, actually, that's reinforcing the soulmate storyline for me and him saying that maybe we have more than one soulmate. I saw that as validation. And when Kelly goes back into the peach pit after that scene, the way Luke plays it is beautifully. The door closes behind her and he presses up against it like there's so much more he wants to say in his heart but he can't because he's made his choice after Kelly made her choice. I think you're highlighting what are fights, dust-ups in, in every relationship. Brenda and Dylan had their arguments as well about a variety of things, whether it was about Stacy or this or that. I don't think these are um, evidence of that a couple um, shouldn't be together overall. Um, and also I, I understand the points about Jim Walsh and his meddling and that, um, Jackie was a very different type of parent, but I think it really does a disservice to Kelly and Dylan's relationship and cheapens it to make it seem again, that it's just a matter of convenience that, oh, he doesn't have to deal with a Jim Walsh while dating Kelly. It's, it's not about that. It, it, it's about the connection between them as he so perfectly and eloquently states himself in senior poll in that playground scene. Some Facebook user said, how come all pro Brenda and uh, Dylan get cut off? Conspiracy. It's not on purpose. They just don't have great Wi-Fi. <laughs> that. um, and I also, um, I love that you made a, a list of reasons because I, I wanted to make that, uh, mention that as well. Um, when, I, when we're done here, I'm going to put my full prepared remarks in the chat and with the, with the scenes that I paired them with. But one of the things I wanted to mention is that, um, and I'll share the link to this as well, but that the fan forum 
I don't know if Jeff, uh, Jessica and Larry are familiar with that, but it's a message board and it's existed for many years now. And there's threads uh, devoted to all different aspects of the show. And there's a Brenda Dillon thread and there's a Kelly um, Dillon thread. And both of those threads actually do a great job of listing reasons why both couples are the couple. Um, and for me, there's they go episode by episode, season by season, um, literally hundreds of reasons of mm. why Kelly and Dylan belong together. Um, and, you know, Lily just said how Dylan said in that Thanksgiving argument that he cared for her. He didn't say that he loved her. That's actually um, a section in that thread that ex- that um, highlights the times that Dylan did say, I love you to Kelly. But all the times that he can, (laughs) they're listed on fan forum is what I'm saying. Um, And actually goes into um, psychologically the ways that they convey it in other um, moments and interactions and things like that. And, and getting back to something Larry said earlier about um, Dylan treating her horribly. Um, like I, we already addressed the trip um, to Europe, and I think that speaks for itself. Um, we know that Dylan didn't get into Berkeley, and he kind of went on an emotional bender after that. Um, and why did Kelly put up with it? She didn't. She left the trip. Um, and later, when it comes to the play and, and the Divas episode and everything that unfolds there, she calls Dylan out for not being supportive, and he eventually acknowledges that Um that he wasn't. Well, why wasn't he supportive? Um, no, but why wasn't he supportive? I mean, that's what because it, really it, because look at our panel. Where's the blonde? It's how people treat blondes. Everybody, oh, it's a dumb blonde. What well, dumb blonde? And that's what I mean. He did not be, respect her. He did not have respect for her. Well, that well, you can say yeah. he didn't. Well, he didn't have respect for her. Triangle. All right, let's let's talk about triangle. If he didn't have respect for her, why did he stand up to John Sears when John Sears was treating her like a piece of meat? He, oh, he, oh, I think John Sears just got under his skin. I mean, like, every, you know, he's, he's just, yeah. I mean, no, look, he was got to protect her. He certainly loves Kelly, but I, I'm, I'm not, I'm just saying, ultimately, I don't, I don't think they, they, they were a couple that could have lasted if, if it would have, would have continued. Whereas right, we look. have, after, after, well, one thing after, you know, after uh, Brenda left, we still have a mention, and you say, uh, you say it's your birthday, where we have a whole thing where Kelly finds out that Dylan, after Tony's death, ended up in London and is, living at Brenda's place. And so, you know, there was something still going on. Yeah. Well, if you, if you're going to go there, then I think you have to I go don't to go the there. seasons I after that. I don't go there. I don't. All right. But, let's well, Jessica. There's, well, there's a fallacy. There, there's I a fallacy in that, an though. opportunity to hop in here. Jessica, go I ahead. Gonna gonna that, I just wanted to hop in because um, I know that I promised to be uh, true to my girl here, but um, all of us wrote a variety of stories. So there were many weeks that I wrote. I mean, I wrote sure. back in the high life again. I wrote Kelly and Dylan together. I there were times when I wrote Brenda and Dylan together. And there that we I keep saying we were writing a television show, but we didn't have issues of being loyal to one couple or another. Right. We loved our we loved our cast, we loved our stories, we loved our characters, and we were trying to service them with dignity and grace and humor and pathos and all and the things to, that make it. show things that hadn't been shown before. Correct. Yeah. The cookie cutter of other shows, whether right. it be high school yeah. show or any show really. 
And the stronger, the stronger the emotions were, the stronger the emotions were, the better the triangle would be. The more you know, you want you want to make make it a real threat every each person. Right. So it's very it's right very thrilling to hear you uh, to hear you argue these points. Much more thrilling than to hear us argue the points because Absolutely. we didn't we we didn't have the same loyalty to the couples that you do. We were um, we didn't have we didn't. Go there. We, we also have the privilege. Just, just to go I want back. to have. Oh, sorry, Lee. Were you saying something? No, it's okay. I was just going to go back to one thing. Um, you know, going back to Paris, Sherry, you compared Dylan um, and Janie to Dylan and Brigitte, and there was really no comparison. I mean, Dylan was sitting there, basically tongue in tongue with Brigitte, caressing her hands, and mm -hmm. with Janie, he was just talking, catching up with an old friend. And when Brenda walked in, he was scared. Whereas when Kelly walked in on him and Brigitte, he just basically made fun of her in French with Brigitte and kind of laughed it off and just, you know, treated Kelly terribly. He would have yeah. never done that with him. I don't find them to be comparable situations. I think Dylan did a really uh, effed up thing in the way he treated Kelly in Paris. Again, I don't think it negates an entire relationship. Right. Yeah, Let's I just think Melanie. they brought out the worst in each other. I mean, they were better versions of themselves when they were with Brenda and Brandon. It's funny because I think they bring out the best in each other. Ultimately, over the course of the 10 seasons. I think they were... I think they were a challenge for each other. You know, Jessica and Larry, you know, they always talk about we never did, but the notion that act, you, you have to treat actors like they're thoroughbreds, you know, because they're skittish and all that. And it's a challenge. Dylan was challenged by Kelly Taylor. Mm -hmm. That was a I, Beverly Hills, you know, back to it and this. And she wasn't, there wasn't a straight line. Mm -hmm. I also, love that point. And also, you know, Larry, you did create that wonderful moment in Little Fishes. But she got immediately was ready to marry another guy. A rich guy too. Well, they were gonna stay friends the close to the closest friends because they already decided they weren't gonna yeah. get together in that mm -hmm. thing. But that's I, what makes I, it so I, hot. Here. Let me, I love let that me I love that here. point right. about challenge sorry people. Yeah, love that me, point about challenging. Um, here. Jennifer okay. says that she loves it after 30 years. We're still arguing about this topic. Melanie wrote oh, a bunch of fan questions that she wants to get to uh from both sides for the writers and for maybe some of the panel that's here now. Um, so Melanie, what do you got for us? Well, first of all, I feel like I've been sitting in a courtroom here listening to <laughs> supporting evidence and you've all done a really great job presenting your case. So um, uh, yes. now we turn to the fan questions. Um, cool. This one comes to us from Mona Singh and she was wondering, um, was the Kelly Dillon storyline screen tested at all prior to pursuing that storyline? No. Okay. No. Great question, though. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, this is from Alicia Bogner, and she's asking, uh, in season one with the Slumber Party episode, Brenda tells the story of her cheating with her friend's boyfriend, and uh, their friendship was never the same after the move. And, you know, was this intentional foreshadowing at that point, or was it just a mere coincidence that it happened two seasons later? Coincidence? Coincidence. Jessica? Coincidence? Right. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it, the only thing it could have been is uh, if we were doing our homework, perhaps we'd seen that and said, oh, look, that'd be cool. But it was not for sure. If Darren didn't anyway. go to Melrose Place, then it would have we would have done it that way. That's we right. He was certainly not there. Right. Okay. Exactly right. What else you got, Melanie? 
All right, uh, this is from Omer Daniel. Um, he's uh, Team Brenda and wanted to know if the writers were nervous about the fan reactions. Um, you know, I know we talked about, we realized the actors are professionals and they're playing a part, but were the writers, you know, wondering about the fan I don't know about the writers, but I'll tell you what the producers were thinking. Seven out of 10 um, girl, girl, teenage girls, between the ages of 12 and 24 in the United States of America, when there really were only CBS, ABC, NBC, and Fox, were watching Beverly Hills 90210. We felt simpatico with our audience, and our ratings pretty much in the times that all of us were together stayed. We hit a plateau, and that's where we were. You want to hear something really interesting about the fan base that I only found out in, like, season five when I was off doing some... Uh, thing with a campaign to prevent teen pregnancy. And there was a lot of research that was presented at the conference that I attended. And one of the things that they announced was we that gay boys related to Kelly Taylor. To to them, if she was the character that they saw in themselves. She this her brokenness and her feeling like um the hole in her heart was something that uh, gay boys related to. And although we didn't have a gay character that they could pull from, that they could connect with, it was it was Kelly. And I always thought that was very tender and sweet and telling and um, and just showed the depth of her performance. I thought. Well, also, you remember, you were there, the, the Kyle episode mm -hmm. that we did in the summer. I mean, yes. that was, yeah. we couldn't, the network would not let us call him gay. So we talked to called him sexually confused. And in that Pete, in that dinner mm -hmm. that we're going to be talking about instead yeah. of Ivy at the shore, I met a, a young uh, a man who at that point was 30, who also told me the exact same thing. That 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 he knew that we were a friendly television show. And we were. We just couldn't say it for the Fox Broadcasting Company at right. that point. Jessica, Jessica, that's a really beautiful story. Can I ask Chuck a question? Or actually all of you? Sure. Um, it actually relates to something you just said about the ratings and whatnot. So if Luke never comes to you and says, you know, I want to start working with Jenny, what direction does season three go in? What direction does the show go in? And is it as successful? It's a great question. I was going to ask that, Shari. I'm glad that you reminded me of it. Yes. Charles, do you have an answer for that? Well, I think that what the one thing that would have been good about season three without a triangle is that it was, we were doing our senior year. We were in real time. It could feel like a real high school again, where kids talked about colleges and SAT and speculated who they were gonna be because we were put in limbo in, in season two because we made a goof and called them juniors when we should have called them sophomores. And, uh, and, and, we're, and by the way, that was one of Luke's really complaints. We were stupid. Critics thought we were the stupidest show in the world because we were making them go over the same year. And so that was one of the things he said, we got to shake it up. We got to do something different. I honestly don't know what we would have done, Jess. Or Steve, you know, you would say, we probably would have had a bad girl. We probably would have had a bad girl. I, I just, because you were the one who had to deal at that time with the actors. We were just dealing with story. And uh, we didn't talk to them in the same way in those years um, when you were. Correct. And uh, we were really into having a love triangle. And we were, I didn't, when you, you keep saying that he said he wanted to work with the blonde, but I don't remember that.
from then. You went in the room. It was only that's what I mean. I wasn't. That's what I mean. I wasn't in the room. And so I think we would have done exactly the same thing, Sherry, even if he hadn't. Here, here. Melanie, what else do you have? And Zara and Lori, I'm sorry that you had we had so many internet issues here. Um, I want to give you guys a chance to pop in some of your thoughts as well, but I want Melanie to uh, continue asking some of these questions. That was a great question. Go ahead, Melanie, what you got? Uh, we have Amelie Colorado, and she was wondering, um, by the way, she's a team Brenda. Uh, she was wondering why Brandon and the rest of the gang didn't seem very affected or really stand up for Brenda um, after the initial betrayal. Charles, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I have no answer to that. Neither. Yeah. Maybe we forgot. But I don't. We had their own storylines, you know. We could. We weren't a soap opera. We were serialized. One of the things that really mattered to me, and one of the reasons why you get to it, the, what the stuff that love the teen drama whore loves, I can't. I it, without without humor, it, it and without politics, it didn't mean very much to me. So it was all part of a smorgasbord, and there were other stories to tell and other things to do with those characters. Um. All right, Zara, go ahead. Did you want to make a point before? I'm sorry that you had so many uh, inter that we were having intern issues. Did you want to make a point, Zara? I can't, you know what? I can't hear you. Sorry, you're muted. You're muted for some, or something. Can't hear you. Okay, we'll, we'll, let you, we'll let you clear it up. Lori, did you want to make a point? Well, I need to make sure you can hear me. You're all yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Can hear you. So, I, so what I was saying, let me just go back. I, what I was saying was, is I feel there's, there's, some very valid points on either end. And I can't, you know, again, I love Kelly Taylor as, as a person on the show. I just didn't like them as a couple. And I felt like Dylan and Brenda, not only did they have that chemistry, but, you know, and, and I may go over some of what somebody said when I was off, but he, he put a lot of trust in her and her family. He opened up to them. He shared things with them. He, he wasn't somebody, he didn't just trust anyone. He, he wasn't an open book. So he was very, very open with them and, and shared with them. Um, you know, he and Brenda, even after they broke up, they stayed, they stayed connected. He was almost like a protector to her. He, he came to her rescue with the arrest, you know, for the animal rights stuff. He was supportive of her with the play. He, you know, and thinking about this, let me just say this because I know, uh, well, so when she stayed friends with Iris and not only that, but formed a friendship with his little sister. Now this guy has been yearning for some kind of familial bond with somebody he had, you know, at, like with the Walsh's, even though him and Jimbo had issues, but, you know, he formed a relationship with them, but she formed a relationship with, with Erica and kept one with Iris. Kelly, if you remember when they were at the beach and Dylan and, and Kevin and Suzanne and Kelly were there and, and Erica and Kelly said to him, oh, I thought your sister was just some government plot to drive me crazy. You know, I felt bad for him because I was like, she had, she wasn't even trying to make a connection. And again, to me, it felt like if you're not giving me all the attention, I'm gonna, you know, not, I'm not, I'm not gonna be happy. That's right. Just like Laura, when he was trying to write about his father in his house for the for the blades, she Laura, got mad. Absolutely right. She you're wanted to hang out with right. him. She wanted to talk to him. He says, "Kelly, I'm writing about my dad." Well, I'll just see you later, and slams the door. You know, so those are things that stick out to me. Um, you know, I know he and Brenda. It wasn't perfect, 
but I think it was a lot more perfect. And I think they had a lot more tenderness and caring with one another. I think Kelly and Dylan, they, they fed off of negativity with each other. I think they had a great sexual chemistry, but I think they fed off a lot of negativity. And one thing I wanted to say was getting, when I got cut off is if, tell me if I'm wrong because I do not. And I've watched the show a lot. I do not recall any time, any time Dylan said to Kelly, I love you, except, except when they were at the peach pit, he and Brenda and Kelly were sitting there and they were talking about this little triangle and you got to make choices. And he said they were talking and he said, I love you both. I love you both. That is you the only time I ever heard him say to Kelly, he might've said soulmate. He might've said soulmate. I never heard him tell Kelly he loved her any other time, but Brenda, I Ooh. we heard that quite a bit. He does. When she went to visit him in rehab, he said, "I would have most beautiful or not, I would have fallen in love with you anyways." But that was it. Yes. Okay. No, that, there, then, there okay. Are so, where you know, but he had no problem telling Brenda repeatedly how much he loved her. Let, let's let let's let Connie have a moment here. She had something to say. There's also the moment where Kelly shows up at Dylan's house when he's on the phone with Brenda, and he says, "I love you." Let's talk about that. <laughs> to Brenda, <laughs> but he's mostly at Kelly. This is another controversial yeah. scene. So, I guess. Yeah. This I is actually a question for the writers. Uh, yeah. Dylan is on the phone with Brenda. <laughs> Kelly shows up to give him a set of wrenches, and he says, "Brenda, I gotta go." I love you, but he's looking at Kelly. Mm -hmm. Kelly fans say he was saying, I love you to Kelly. To me, it's all in Luke's portrayal in that scene. I don't know that it was written with, you know, a script notation for, for how um, it should be delivered or directed. Let me um, show you the scene. I have the scene. I here. don't remember what season. <laughs> what you have think it. about what I said. I will. And Dylan, I love you. I love you. So Great. love it. That's triangle. That's it. That's it. Beautiful. Yeah. So they to me, who's who is he saying that to? He's saying he was on the phone with Brenda. Kelly, Kelly is in the house. Sherry, hang on. Got to remember, this is a teenage boy who's given that lustful look at this beautiful blonde. So that doesn't necessarily mean he was saying it to her. No, what's, because he called Brenda back after Kelly left and said, what I love you, we're going to get through this. It's season three. Time, what it's, episode is this? High wire. High wire. High wire. Okay. Uh-oh, Chuck is going to see if there's a notation in the script. Chuck would have been the one who would have talked to the director. Your wish is my command. Chuck would have been the one who would have said to the director, I want him to be looking at the blonde when he's saying I love you to the dark hair. This won't happen. Chuck is going to go. There's so much happening with the producing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, but I, he called Brenda right back anyways and says, I love you. We're going to get through this. So I, I that's why it's so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, Chuck, Chuck is pulling out notes. And, oh, and who directed the high wire? Uh, do you remember? That's what I want to know. I'm going to tell you right now, but I'm going to look it up. So I have to say once again, guys, you all are fabulous. And this is just such Bethany, an honor Bethany. to hear you saying all this. It's just, it's, it's just, it's a yeah. treat. Bethany well, directed it. Well, he's my favorite director. So let me who directed it? Who directed Bethany it? Bethany Rooney. Oh, oh let me also Bethany say uh, to Larry, Jessica, and Chuck. I mean, <laughs> the work that you did, and I've said this to you guys many times uh, through this show, but the work that you have done on this show, including the directors that are not here with us on this program right, right now, and people 
you know, that are, were with the show and all that. It's incredible. The fact that we are in this heated debate all these years <laughs> later is just absolutely incredible to the testament it's to like yesterday for me. Do, what you did do. <laughs> all right, let's get we're gonna say goodbye to Lori and uh Connie. Connie, did you have one more point that you wanted to make? Um, the last one on my list is just what we talked about. How it, I, the reason I think that the triangle was a good idea is because it's 30 years later and we're still going back and forth, and I will continue to go back and forth back and forth for a very long time on this. So I just think it's a just a credit to the writers, the producers, and the actors. So Honey, thank you for coming thank here and saying much. that. Okay, we're going to let you go now, too. You guys uh, also set a blueprint for the teen drama. No parenthesis. No parenthesis. Thank you, Sherry. No parenthesis. <laughs> so there's no parenthesis, so he didn't say he didn't, it wasn't too... and There's no clue in the, in the, in the script, anyway. Yeah. But there would have been no. the tone meeting. You would have you would have gone over with it what you wanted. You wanted to be you wanted to guess it. Or or Bethany shot it that way and then Be who knows how Bethany cut it and you know Bethany. Bethany's it. gonna do what Bethany we had her on the thing. I love Bethany. Bethany yeah. was gonna do it. The Bethany Chuck way, so Chuck I don't know. May have cut it may have cut it uh again. You know, you had the producer's cut. You might have looked at it and said, hmm, I want him look at I want him to be looking at the bot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, we don't know. that. That's a level of memory that uh, I don't have. Chuck that's a great moment. Much I, I more than like I. That. And I Zara, that's a moment that comes up. For Zara, can, let's hear if we can hear Zara. Yes, I, I was saying that Dylan and Brenda had the connection and because they didn't have to be, they didn't have to know each other through childhood. I think the reason why their relationship is solid is because opposite attract. That's what, Oh, absolutely. That's what made Brenda and Dylan solid because they didn't they didn't have too much things in common, and the fact that they were connected, the chemistry was on point, and they didn't have to have sex every time. And even if even if they had sex, Brenda had the the courage to say slow down, and and try to communicate with Dylan. I think. The best thing about Brenda and Darren, they were able to communicate and they had um, amazing dates. They, 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 they were creative and going on dates. They went to the beach, they went to the movies, they donated blood together. They gave Who's blood, that? right. Yeah, right. And, and the horse race. Yeah. Ah, oh, where's Zara? We lost her. <laughs> We're losing you, Zara. We're losing you, Zara. Sorry. We lost you again. Then, yeah. All right. I'm going to say goodbye to Zara. Uh, but it was making some very good points there. Uh, you did freeze up. Uh, listen, I also want to tell Zara, we absolutely love you here at the show. You're so supportive. You're the first one to post. You're the first one to uh, jump in on the conversation. You always have wonderful things to say to all of us. So thank you so much for always contributing and being a part thank of the you, show. Zara. We, we love we, you, Zara. It's an understatement. Thank you. How much we appreciate you and everything that you do. Um, okay, Melanie, do you have any more quick questions for the writers before we leave? Do you have any Kelly questions? I want to make sure that they were all answered. Yeah. Uh, we covered a lot of ground, clearly. So we've we've answered a lot of them. Um, one final one from Kristen Winkler. She was curious if the personalities of the women played in the decision to pair Brenda and Kelly together. Did you guys feel that 
um, you know, Brenda and Dylan or Kelly and Dylan had better chemistry or. Mm, tough choice. That's the it, hot seat question. Well, you know, the one I was thinking about that, about the, the and there was an undeniable chemistry between uh, Shannon and Luke mm -hmm. and Brenda and um, Dylan. And I think it was very complicated one, but at the same time, Every actor that's come on this uh, our podcast, and Pete always asks, "What was it like working mm -hmm. with Luke?" And they talk about that energy and that Luke was in the moment with every moment he played. Luke Perry, unlike some of the everybody's natural tendency after a while, you start phoning it in. The five years I worked with Luke, he never phoned a, a second in. Mm. He was he was you know, living and breathing this, wanting it to be uh, something that we'd be talking about 30 years later. And he made it so. Uh, here's, thank you, Melanie. Uh, thank you for refereeing here. I want to um, let the let you guys, you guys, the writers, uh, came in with different teams or whatever. You just kind of advocated for Team Dylan. Um, but the, <laughs> I'm just curious uh, for you guys, Working with Shannon and Jenny and seeing their performances all these years later for Larry and Jessica, uh, what are your thoughts on them as performers, uh, the two actresses? And you can add on that, Chuck, as well. Jessica. They were unbelievable. I mean, I, what the reason why um, we can watch this 30 years later is the words are great, the directing's great, but these actors sold it all. You know, they... If you hear, if, if you write a script and somebody reads your script who's a terrible actor, you will think you're the worst writer who ever lived. And if a fabulous actor reads your script, you will think you are a genius. And because they they sold everything, and they this series rested on them, and they gave a hundred percent, and they looked beautiful doing it. And I got to be in my pajamas if I wanted to go to work that way, and I didn't have to put on makeup and. I'm, you know, it's like they they are were unbelievable. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say all of that because I mean the commitment uh, <laughs> in these scenes, but but again, you know, in the big picture, because the producers also had a hand in this, and we were all producers as well as as there were other producers, and and the way that you know when we wanted the audience to really realize that this was really a moment between you know Brenda and Dylan or Kelly and Dylan. We would really build it up and you'd be having that cut back and forth and you see it in their eyes and and what i felt was dylan and kelly were beautiful together they, they're a gorgeous couple and i, I believe you know maybe because i'm a guy or whatever but i asked myself this question chuck bear stay with me I'm just, who is the love making better with and i and i had to say i thought probably kelly and that was just my thought, just in, in a guy way. So just put that away. Don't think we're yeah. bad at me. But anyway, right. but guys I thought, aren't supposed but to I have still, sexual thoughts. Exactly. <laughs> <Not important. laughs> so and that was always in my mind. But I always felt that in the long run that there was just so much between uh, Dylan and, and Brenda that uh, I, it was just a pleasure to write them. And you felt a great honor to be able to kind of push that legacy through. And, you know, so, I mean, that was that was a pleasure to, to watch again and to see how it was all put together. And, and also to, again, go back for me, because I had to go back to the Rosetta Stone of those summer episodes where I really learned uh, where it really all started. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, for you, the two actresses, what did you think of their performances in this? And we'll, we'll kind of end here. Well, it was all, you, you, you couldn't just go wrong. I mean, they really both. It, it's unbelievable now, especially taking the second look all these years later, what Jessica was saying. 
you know, what they have and, and, and what they bring to it. I think the one thing that I, I really hope that, that the people who were, uh, and no knock on Sherry and, and, and certainly Connie, uh, but that you heard, Melanie and Lily, that really the intention, how we sold this, was to bring these two back together in um, Child is the Father and the Man, which, which by the way, those scenes that you, you saw in that, in that bedroom between them were written by Karen and myself. So like Jessica said, we wrote for this actor in situations, we wrote for these actors in situations. It didn't, you know, this, but we were, we were focused that way. And, and one of the things I really like about this conversation we had is that we really focused on the text and the behavior and what was there. But the show didn't live in a vacuum. It was a television show, and and business decisions had to be. Uh, I, I want to throw one thing in before you do. Um, Steve Wasserman was very much a part of all this, too. And oh. he used to talk a lot at this time about the concept that he read about in some philosophy, something or other, philosophy of film, about the self-sacrificing female. And in his mind, Kelly ultimately would have given Dylan up for Brenda. And oh, that, that yeah, was her that. heroism. And that that it's what made her uh, heroic. And it, it is Absolutely. what gave her character depth and her love for, she would have given him up. So just want to throw that. Jackie was <laughs> She did. The only thing that we didn't say here was anything about the relationship with Brenda and Kelly. She wanted that to be discussed. Uh, that's a tragedy, I guess, that we didn't mention that. But well, I, um, I, I hated that their friendship was ruined. I would have much rather have seen them remain friends and you know date other people and you know. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, Lily, you know, maybe if she, Lily truthfully, she, if Luke hadn't taken such a strong stand, maybe that's what would have been. Yeah. yeah. Just One more thing I just want to add was that the buildup that you guys did for season four, you know, to kind of rekindle Brenda with Dylan and Brandon with Kelly was amazing. And even more so was what happened in season seven with the buildup for Brandon and Kelly getting back together. And especially Absolutely. the scene when she buys back the ring and she goes to Brandon and tells Brandon, I'm not in love with Dylan. I was going to tell him that I'd finally chosen. I choose you. Was one of the most beautiful scenes throughout the entire series. Like I still get tears and goosebumps yeah. just thinking about it. And that is also why I'm Team Brandon, Dylan, and Team Brandon and Kelly. All right. Well, I think Thanks, everybody. Lily. Yeah. Thank you. Final point. Um, yes. Okay, guys. I think we covered this. We really went long today to talk about this, but I think it was worthwhile. Sherry, thank you so much for all that input. I thought that was very, you, very awesome. Stuff. Thank you for having me as always. And Lily, Lily, it was great having you on the panelist this week. And Good Melanie, we great with the questions. And you guys, thank you so much again. So Thanks, uh, we'll catch Larry and I on Friday with a bonus drop of uh, and Jessica and Jessica and for Joe Bradley. And then next Wednesday, we're doing Emily Valentine. Okay, guys, we'll see you next time. Stuff. All right, later, guys. Bye. Later.